Hello, fellow safety and health professional. Welcome to the third in a series of podcasts based on articles from Safety and Health magazine that are all about you. This month, we're delving into a mysterious but vital topic, something that affects every living thing on the earth, actually, just about, and that's sleep. Thomas Edison, one of my favorite historical figures, thought that a full night's sleep was a sign of laziness and mostly a waste of time. Well, he was wrong. I really like Thomas Edison. He's done such wonderful things, and I've read a bunch about his life. And in this one area, though, even though he was a brilliant inventor and a hard-working person for sure, he was wrong. He also didn't think it was important to have physical exercise. He thought there was little value in that. Even though he had a swimming pool, he didn't use it much. Though there are still many mysteries about sleep, it's one of those areas of human behavior that scientists are really working on a lot anymore. It's become, it's ratcheted up its popularity. And there's things we don't know about sleep, a lot of things we don't know actually, but there are two areas that sleep researchers are pretty sure of about sleep. And one is the has to do with how we feel and perform when we don't have enough sleep compared to when we do get enough sleep. It affects our performance dramatically too as the lack of sleep increases. The other area that we're sure of through research is that you're not always still quiet and not doing much while you're sleeping. There are five different stages of sleep and one of them, REM sleep, rapid eye movement sleep, is actually a very active time for your brain and your mind is doing all kinds of things. Your brain is putting together different memories. It's encoding the memories, the stuff you did during the day, both motor skill wise, like if you practice the guitar like I do, and also some of the intellectual and emotional things that have happened throughout the day, uh, both positive and negative, whether your dog tore out the trash or whether you met an old friend you hadn't seen for a while. While we're in REM sleep, these different areas, these different topics of our mind and brain are being worked on. In fact, when you wake up the next day and you've had enough sleep, your brain is ready now to capture and to process all the different things that you will sense that day. And the opposite is true too. If you don't get enough sleep, it's not ready. I like to think of it as an etch-a-sketch board. When you go to sleep, you've used your, remember that toy, your etch-a-sketch. You've used your etch-a-sketch all throughout the day where you've turned the knobs and you've scraped off all the metal filings and you've made pictures and now when you go to sleep you're going to flip up your etch-a-sketch and shake it back and forth and make your slate clean again or ready to be written on and drawn on and experience all kinds of things. When I discovered this a few years ago I started to make changes in my sleep habits. I was like Edison. I thought sleep was just digging into my productive time and was only there so that my body could rest for a few hours. I don't feel that way at all anymore. And research has shown that without sleep, your life is going to be a lot less enjoyable and you are going to perform poorly as compared to when you get enough sleep. For example, one of the books I'm going to recommend in a little bit, Dreamland, uh, there was a section in there about research that was done in Iraq with American soldiers and how they interacted with the Iraqi civilians. Of course, the American soldiers were trying to get the Iraqi people to like their them being there, to be helpful. 
And so altercations were tried, you know, they, they were being instructed, try not to get into any type of altercations with the Iraqi civilians. Well, soldiers who had slept enough had five times less altercations than those who were sleep deprived. So in other words, if you were sleep deprived and you were one of the troops that was in Iraq, you were five times more likely to get in type, some type of altercation, some type of argument or some event would happen with the Iraqi civilians. In part, this research showed that if you don't get enough sleep, you're more likely to be grumpy and impatient. And I think we all know that. But it was shown here in this one example, and it's been proven over and over again, that a root cause, and you and I both know as safety professionals, that if we want to eliminate a harmful incident, we've got to get rid of the root causes. And often one of the root causes for us to be in a bad mood, to be overwhelmed, to feel sad, or a whole list of different negative situations and emotions is because we're not getting enough sleep. And so I wanted to include this as one of the first topics in a series of articles because it could be a base cause for some of the times when you don't do as well as you could. I want to give you inspiration to at least look into the subject for yourself and see maybe you're not getting enough sleep. I know I changed my habits and I was inspired enough that I sleep about an hour to hour and a half, 60 to 90 minutes more than I did a few years ago. And it was a wonderful thing that I did. It has helped me a lot in all different ways. And I'm no less productive. Actually, I'm more productive now because I enjoy my productive times more. And uh, getting enough sleep is something that can happen at any time in your life. You know, if you haven't been getting enough sleep for years, doesn't mean you can't start. It's like any other habit. So I want to tell you about three different books. I only mentioned two of them in my article in the Safety and Health magazine. Not because the third one isn't good. It's just that because of space and two I figured would be enough. Maybe these will give you inspiration to check into your sleep and get as much as you need. The first one is called Dreamland. And the subtitle is Adventures in the Strange Science of Sleep. The author is David Randall. R-A-N-D-A-L-L. I love this book. Uh, I've given it four stars instead of five for one reason. It doesn't tell you much about how to get a good night's sleep. A little bit. The last chapter, Sandman, tells you some. But it really isn't a book that's designed to help you sleep better. But I did learn a whole bunch of things about sleep that gave me more respect for that natural habit that I need to make sure I get enough of. Uh, all kinds of things about sleep apnea, about sleepwalking, about research that's been done into how people perform in all different professions when they do and don't get enough sleep. So if you just want to learn more about recent science and sleeping, I highly recommend Dreamland. Now the other two books are similar and I would say they're both, I like both of them just about the same. Uh, written well, they almost are identical in how they're set up in that the first half of both of these books is all about sleep and research and how important it is, what it does to you, the stages of sleep. And the second half describes details and gives you programs to help you sleep better. And even if you have problems like sleep apnea or insomnia, it, there's also sections just on that. So both of these books were equally as good in those two areas. And the first one is titled A Good Night's Sleep. And the subtitle is The Harvard Medical School's Guide to a Good Night's Sleep by Lawrence Epstein. 
and Stephen Mardon. That's Epstein, E-P-S-T-E-I-N, and Mardon, M-A-R-D-O-N. I presume that's how he pronounces it, or something similar. I highly recommend the book. Uh, it's not as fun to read as Dreamland, but you will learn how to get a good night's sleep. The second one is called Power Sleep, and the subtitle to that one is the revolutionary program that prepares your mind for peak performance by Dr. James Moss. Uh, last name is spelled M-A-A-S. Likewise, first half, all about sleep, how important it is, what it does for you, what we've learned recently in science. And then the second half has a program lined out for you with all different suggestions of ways to get a, the quality sleep that you need. I did learn from, I believe it was the power sleep, though this topic was mentioned in the other book. I did buy a bottle of melatonin, which is what our pineal gland, which is a gland inside your brain that produces, that gets us to go to sleep. And it's over the counter. I got it to take with me when I travel. I've only used it once, and it was effective that one time. It makes you groggy for sure. I woke up a few hours after I took the pill. I was on a trip away in a city. I couldn't go to sleep, and it was effective for me. Some people it doesn't work for, but I just want to show you that these books give you tips and recommendations that are very practical and helpful. Now, to end our podcast this month, I have a really cool tip for you. One that I've used, one that uh, tactic that many renowned scientists, artists, architects, athletes uh, have used in the past and still do. And that's before you go to bed at night, before you go to sleep, if you have a problem you're trying to solve, whether it be work-related or personal problem, if there's something you're trying to be creative about, that's what I've used it for especially, where I'm trying to come up with creative ideas about things. Or if there's just something you want your brain to play around with while you're asleep, then write it down. Here's a good example. Say you're going to give a safety meeting on proper lifting, and you want to figure out some cool way to start it, some fun way to do it where you get everybody involved and you can breach the subject in a way that's surprising. Well, write it down on a piece of paper or an index card. I use index cards mostly. And write, how can I start my proper lifting meeting with a bang or something similar? Then think about it while you're awake, of course. But make sure you think about it and you read that statement and you have that question in your mind right before you go to bed. What will happen is during the night, during REM sleep particularly, and especially during the last couple of stages of REM sleep. You go through five or six times you go through REM sleep at night, depending on how much you sleep, of course. During those times, your mind will go everywhere. It has no inhibitions. That's why dreams are so crazy, because our brain just takes us wherever it wants to go and makes all kinds of connections. Have something to write on at your bedside or somewhere close, because don't be surprised if when you wake up, or even during the night, I've done it both, when I woke up and during the night, when I wake up in the middle of the night and I come up with an idea. It's like, oh, this is great, and write it down. Now, it might come up the next day, of course, but it works. And don't be surprised if when you wake up, you have an idea that might have impressed Thomas Edison. Well, thanks for your time. I look forward to being with you again next month when I'll do another podcast that's all about you.